1: Yes, let's fuck some shit
2: up. I I have now hit the record button, so yes, let's fuck some shit
0: up. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
1: The hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, most recently, the pop punk princess, and you know me most of all as the queen of soft style.
0: Wildcard, bitches! Yeah!
1: Miranda Morales, your host here of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. The chairshot.com.
2: thechairshot.com
1: thechairshot.com always use your head. Damn, Greg at it with the remix.
0: thechairshot.com always use your head. Your head. That's right.
1: Yes. Of course, I am joined by the Kingpin himself of the chairshot.com, the unstoppable one, Greg DeMarco.
2: Acknowledge me. Not really. You have to acknowledge me. She already did. She already said my name. Hello. Hi. Yeah,
1: I acknowledge you. You always make it to a point too. <laughs> kind of Gotta
2: make it a possible. Otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: always make it make it a point, but uh Yes, we are here. We are here. I'm I, I'm surprised as you are, everyone. So uh, cool. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna do the show because
2: we are we're gonna do the show
1: because we're just doing the show. So it has been a lengthy week uh, for myself, also, Greg, uh, because we have a lot going on, but we're very excited uh, for today's show. Of course, this is airing on a Thursday uh, at thechairshot.com. So. As you all may know, there's been a crazy week in professional wrestling, and we are going to talk about that. We have dabbled a little bit into that on the Wednesday edition of Chair Shot Radio, where myself and Greg talked a bit about SummerSlam, uh, about CM Punk returning. We hit some pretty big topics um, on Chair Shot Radio already. However on this week's episode of the hashtag Miranda show, we're going to go into in depth into uh, something else that happened this weekend. And that is NXT takeover. And as many people predicted and felt this takeover was different than many other takeovers before, um, because it seemed to signal a change in tide times are changing. And we knew that this was going to be, the last NXT of the, you know, of what we see and know of NXT now. Um, so we're going to go in depth into that on today's episode. But before we do that, we got a lot to talk about because this Saturday, August 28th, IZW Impact Zone Wrestling presents Grand Prix. Finally, we are getting to Grand Prix after what feels like forever. It does feel um, like
2: forever. It really,
1: does. and uh, on top of that, the first ever IZW student showcase in Nothing to Lose. Uh, so I mean, you have two for one, not two for one tickets because you need to buy tickets to both, but two shows in one day, uh, and still with the same, you know, quality and drive uh, of IZW with uh, Nothing to Lose. And I mean, we have our big uh tag team, uh. Tournament cup, our um, uh, six way. Uh, I don't know it was a yeah are six, six, not six six way.
2: Are we talking about the six teams in the cup, or are we talking about the six woman tag?
1: Six woman there's tag. A lot of sixes yes. apparently. Yes, yeah, lots of sixes. But we have yeah the six team uh, cup tournament, the six way women's our six.
2: I keep six one. There's no six way. There's a four this, way. It's there's not no,
1: six, no way. six way. Yeah, there's a four way. But this is uh, the six woman tag match
2: i have to look back in time and see if i've ever put on a show that didn't feature a multi-man match i don't think i have
1: it's you know it makes something yeah it's a cornerstone of izw apparently
2: Um, (laughs) yes apparently
1: apparently so uh so greg where can our listeners find tickets information on izw
2: the best way and you're going to want to do it soon because as miranda was talking about it Three more just got sold Um, because I get the emails. Go to at IZW Wrestling AZ on all of your forms of social media. We've got the links all over the place. It got them in the posts. We got them in the bio. Um, We've got tickets out there for nothing to lose. We got tickets out there for Grand Prix. Um, You know, the past four IZW events have been sellouts. This one will end up being a sellout as well. It's Thursday when you're listening to this. It's Tuesday Mm -hmm. when we're recording it. It could be sold out by Thursday, the time you listen to this, where we're at And that's
1: happened before. We have literally recorded these on, you know, Tuesdays. And by the time the show comes out on Thursday, it's sold out. So, you know, we can't predict the future other than it's going to sell out. We can't tell you when. So if you you made it to Thursday, one, congratulations. Two, and there's still tickets left. Get your ticket.
2: Yeah, because it probably won't be. It's We talked about how it feels like forever since the last IZW show. It's three weeks longer than last time, or maybe almost a month longer, and it just feels like forever. And you had the summertime in there. I, I haven't had to follow a summer because last year we couldn't run in August. Um, I'm so ready for so many reasons for Saturday so to be here and for the show to be done and and for us to be able to, to, to continue to move forward. I'm excited, but because of how long it's taken – I'm just ready. Like, like there's just little things on the promoter side that you don't realize, like the trophies arrive tomorrow for, for the cup, the trophies arrive tomorrow. We had to get some sound stuff that arrives, just like little things that are needed that people don't even think about. And yeah, it's just, you know, here, there and, and, All the the behind-the-scenes things sometimes just catch up to you. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. So if you're a fan, if you have a ticket, if you're buying a ticket, whatever it is, come out and enjoy it. That's all we ask for. Just come out, have a great time, enjoy what we do. I can sit here and talk for hours about the work that goes into it, but all that matters is that people get to enjoy it and that they keep on coming back. And that's what they've been doing. That's what the IZW family is all about. And so uh, just come out, be a part of it. And and we appreciate that. And I say we, because, you know, she doesn't like to talk about it, but, but Miranda plays a much bigger role in the organization that she sometimes lets on, but it's uh it, it's, it's another important show. All of them are important because we only do four a year and let's uh let's just have some fun on Saturday and then we can, rest afterwards because I know I will.
1: Yes, let's let's rest everyone, but not yet because well, we still have IZW Grand Prix this Saturday. Uh for many people, you may have uh, you know, had a full weekend of watching wrestling um from Ring of Honor, Impact, uh AEW, uh WWE you know, including NXt um, it was a very busy weekend. me myself, well, I've had a long weekend myself as I was in Las Vegas during summerslam weekend announcing uh for shows up there. A big shout out and thank you to Glory Rising Pro for their show uh, and having me as a uh, one of the ring announcers actually. Uh, The other special guest ring announcer was Mega Ran, uh, who has announced for IZW as well. A great guy, a very talented artist, and a huge wrestling fan. So it was a pleasure to be able to share the stage with him. Um, That also included uh, partnerships with uh, Pele Pro Wrestling and No Peace Underground. So getting to announce some of their matches as well was unexpected but also a very big honor of course future stars of women's wrestling was held on sunday a fantastic show headlined by a doors ladders and chairs match between sandra moon and maserati um new champ alert uh new champion sandra moon uh defeated maserati and a very just long storied history between these two women that have become really a pinnacle of the women's division in fsw and it was just an honor to be able to announce that show um that and a lot more fun and you know shenanigans out there getting to see people i haven't seen uh in a while or ever before including my co-host of the lucha central weekly podcast brendan barr uh my tag team partner, um, for the impact review, uh, that we do on big gold belt media and as your chambers that, and just seeing a bunch of people I haven't seen in a long time or some in just a week, it varies. but, um, it really was a long weekend, but it was one of those weekends that made you fall in love with pro wrestling all over again. So, uh, I am very appreciative of all the promotions I was able to announce for, for all the people I was able to see. And I'm just bringing that drive to IZW because that place is truly a wonderful environment great talent um and a fantastic locker room and i think the proof shows in the matches in our interviews in the announcing you know in the promos all of that we put on a hell of a show so uh i know some people are tired of wrestling but you ain't done yet because we have izw coming up in just a few days if there's still tickets by the time you hear this
2: and I hope there are, because if you hear it and you want to take it, look, if you hear this and you go to buy a ticket and they're sold out, send me a message. I'll make it oh,
1: happen. Oh, he be, he'd be doing I, that. Uh, I know people. That. Yes.
2: By that, I mean, I know myself. So yeah, we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll fucking do it. Just, yeah, just so, whatever. Don't let that well, stop you.
1: Yeah. Don't let it stop you, but also don't be that person.
2: Yeah. But and don't show up at yeah. the door saying, well, I heard Greg say in a podcast, And do it ahead of time. At the door, I may not be able to do it, but ahead of time, I can, I can make stuff work. Logistics.
1: Yes. So, I mean, hey, if you aren't able to come though to IZW Grand Prix this Saturday, there's another way that you can support both IZW and the Chairshot.com. Greg, is there? Is there? Is there? Yes. Is there? I had no is. idea. Yeah, damn right, there is, Greg. Go ahead and wind it up.
2: It's
1: time yeah damn right it's time it's time for you to go to pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot to get your very own izw and chair shot t-shirt today when you go to pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot you're gonna find over 25 different t-shirt designs in support of Impact Zone Wrestling, IZW, and TheChairShot.com. That includes multiple Always Use Your Head t-shirts, the Baron Corbin Sex t-shirts, which we haven't been given enough love, and and damn, is it so relevant now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the Chair Shot Corona t-shirt, uh, the Chair Shot OG logo, uh, so much more. Lots of great designs, uh, lots of great styles, including, yes, soft style. You can get any t shirt any t-shirt in soft style. And so what are you waiting for? T-shirt started 19, but again, a few extra dollars to order in soft style. You can customize it with a different colors, different logos. I mean, the world is your oyster. So why not go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up your t-shirt today. That is pro wrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot.
0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new
2: partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Can I just say how happy I am? Like... Because I, I interviewed Rain Cruz on the Babyface Hill podcast, I had to do the t-shirt spot, and I hate doing the t-shirt spot now. Like, it's it's just – I just I talk about taking someone for granted. I take Miranda Morales for granted for doing all the t-shirt spots. And and I, even though, like, when I do the Tuesday Chair Shot Radio, like, it's different because I record it usually in the car and everything. But sitting here and doing the Babyface Hill podcast and having to do the t-shirt spot, like, it just, just – you know – Thank you, Miranda is, is Morales, the, for doing the t-shirt welcome. spot.
1: Thank you're you. welcome.
2: Well, I have that somewhere. Even in, even in your show's list of, of sound bites, I have that somewhere. I can't find it.
1: No, that's, not that. that's not even the one I thought. I thought I was playing this
2: one. But, you know, that's a thing. But, yeah, I can't. Uh, I don't know where the hell it is. That, that's not it either. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it went.
1: Well, I can't you find it. Gotta, you got to organize your You're welcome.
0: Here we <laughs>
2: go. I found it. I found it.
1: <laughs> found it. <laughs> 20 years later, you find it. Uh, so we're going to talk about NXT. you damn right. Uh, you NXT t- TakeOver happened this past Sunday. Again, it's a, it was a kind of an interesting time. This was the first NXT TakeOver that, that we had after a prime WWE event or after a, you know, you know main roster event. Um, and let's set the stage. Real quick, let's see, you know, how did we get here? You know me, I always like to help set the stage. I like to see the big picture uh, because I think that's going to be very important in our conversation uh, for tonight. So NXT has been in the news lately. Not for necessarily the best reasons. One of the big ones is all of the talent releases that have happened um, over the past few months and really taking a hit on the active NXT roster. You know, people from Mercedes Martinez um, to um, uh, trying to even remember everybody, really the big names, Bobby Fish um, to uh, what was his name that was uh, a U.S. champion? Uh, Bronson you know, Reed? North American Bronson Reed, um, you know, uh, and that and more. A lot of, of people that they had signed as recent as you know late last year being released, and then the news coming out that NXT is changing up the format, um, and that was supported even more by a interview most recently with Nick Khan, um, in which he explained really the direction that WWE is going in, which a lot of people had already suspected with all of these releases and what is your ROI? What is the return on investment with these talents? And how profitable are they gonna be? What are they gonna contribute to the company? And really going in a different direction with their hiring and also, you know, that led to likely a lot of the reasons of why very specific people were let go and, and uh, future endeavored. And so now with this shift, the happening in hiring um even this past weekend um in las vegas wwe had a a tryout um and a very key thing in it is that whereas before tryouts had you know kind of the who's who of independent wrestling talent in there there was really no one recognizable on the independent scene in that tryout and so that only helps sustain you know this new direction that nxt is going in Um, um, and even to the speculation of them being going back to uh, doing pre-recorded shows, NXT is going in a, in a very different direction. and you could feel that tone in this card. Um, it was' it's still a fairly light card, um, just about five matches, which is not that out of uh, the character for NXT. But going into this and seeing the types of matches that we're going to get um, and the results that we did get, it only you know supported the fact that we are going into a different direction. This is a new era of NXT. So before we get into the actual show, Greg, I wanted to get your thoughts. of What were you thinking and feeling going into this takeover?
2: Um, I was apprehensive. NXT is my favorite show in terms of wrestling. Mm-hmm. It is. And I'm worried. Like there's just been so many little changes here and there. Like, and, and every little change. Like I remember when NXT was the one that had video screens on the ring posts and the ring aprons are video screens. And once Mm -hmm. WWE started doing that, NXT didn't have it anymore. And they even had the video wrap around in, in full sale above the fans. And that even went away for no reason whatsoever. We have no idea why. It just went away. And then we started, we went to the, we went to the CWC and we had fans everywhere. And, and even when they stopped doing the Thunderdome effect, they had these huge screens all around the CWC that was just this, this information overload. And now there's a bunch of little short screens that they just use for accent pieces. Like it's just continually stripping away things from NXT. And, and it, it's, it's little things that I've noticed here and there. And then one day you wake up and you're like, huh, like what the hell has happened? And, and so I was apprehensive going into this. Cause it's like, I may not, have the same nxt that i love anymore as a fan and it's hard for me to be a fan in general just mm-hmm. because of all the stuff that i do but nxt allows me i sit down and watch nxt as a fan and 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 currently still can um that's one part of it the other part of it that, that i was apprehensive should be a surprise to no one I have yeah. long said that Adam Cole is the greatest wrestler walking God's green earth today. Like I love using that exact phrase when I talk of Adam Cole.
1: Oh, and he says it exactly like that. Not just for show. He says that in text messages and group chats in, you know, at, at an Applebee's like <laughs> pulling, that is pulling not-
2: the curtain way far back. Yes. yes. Um, A funny Applebee's joke that I need to tell you later Um, that I thought about (laughs) and then didn't think about. Um, But no, the the greatest wrestler walking God's green earth is, in fact, Adam Cole. But if you go back and look at when Adam Cole was NXT champion and Adam Cole now, he physically looks different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he looks he like does. the Adam Cole when he returned to Ring of Honor from the, the injury that he had from a long time. Like, he's not as muscular as he once was. I don't know why. It's never been reported on. Like, I notice things that people don't notice in life. It's not just here, like Miranda can tell you. I notice things that other people don't notice. It's just a, it's a blessing and a curse.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: And, and And so I'm just worried because uh, – the focus was on Adam Cole for so long in NXT, even though he didn't debut and become champ right away from the moment he showed up in 2017 until the moment really the, the feud with Kyle O'Reilly started NXT was one of the primary focuses of, or Adam Cole was one of the primary focuses of NXT Mm -hmm. three and a half years. He was among, or the primary focus of NXT and, and I knew he was going to be gone after this event took place and that's a tough pill to swallow when your favorite one of the few people that allows you to still be a fan is not gonna be there anymore yeah and it's like do i have to find a new greatest wrestler (laughs) walking god
1: yeah i I feel like you we just knew it was almost like a somber thing of like this is the last nxt that we're gonna have in this format you know um and i think it was very predictable i mean we won't do uh, a match by match breakdown as we say about some of you know our other shows like for SummerSlam, you know sometimes we do that for prediction sometimes we don't sometimes we'll do that for recap sometimes we won't there's lots of other podcasts and content out there if you want to do a very specific match by match breakdown we are really going to be focusing on the things that we noticed either prior, during, or after TakeOver that is leading us to really think and mull over, you know, the the big changes that are going to be happening in NXT. Um, and I think one of the bigger ones outside of two Adam Cole was the predictability of the main, well, not so much of the the main, I'm sorry, I, I was jumping ahead as far as the NXT championship match. I can't think of anyone who really thought Karrion Cross was going to retain. You know, he already has made his presence on Raw. That was the direction they were going in. He hadn't been very present on NXT over the past few weeks. And you just knew going in, this was the end uh, of the line for Karrion Cross.
0: If
2: you told me that to, that, that Karrion Cross was going to retain the NXT championship... I would have told you you were crazy if you told me Karen Cross was going to show up on Raw wearing this stupid ass helmet. Oh, I would have told you stop. you were crazy, and one of those two things happened.
1: One of those things happened, and even that—I mean, let's talk about that. You know, before no. when you had an NXT star go on to Raw or SmackDown, it was a very big deal. Those call ups, as we call it, was a highlight, especially after. The Raw's after WrestleManias, the Rawls after you know Summer SummerSlam, or you know the Raw Rumble. Like even saying a Kevin Owens, who was really you know one of the first to be able to do that, you know dual uh, time in both NXT and on Raw, it was something special and really. Having the, I don't even want to say it's an experiment, but just having what they've done with Karrion Cross has made it feel so diminished, so undervalued, and almost undermined the NXT championship.
2: Yeah, I don't think it did. I just, I don't know. I, I, it's hard because I never thought the guy was over to begin with, and I don't well, believe his character. I do, I still think he's playing wrestler, and and I made this comment. Well, now on he is media. because
1: now they're just kind of tinkering around. No, with this he's shit been playing. When-
2: Here's the crazy thing, right? It's really hard for a legitimate badass to go out there, and I don't think he's a legitimate badass. Like, he literally, he almost takes away from his own athleticism and skill with the way he plays his character ever since he showed up in NXT. Like, I don't believe he's a legitimate badass when I know for a fact he
1: is one. Legitimate badass.
2: But he's not portraying himself that way. He's playing wrestler. He was playing wrestler before the stupid helmet. And he shouldn't be. And, and I still think they'll eventually come up with a character that he can actually get into and feel natural with. Because none of this feels natural at all. That's
1: true. It feels forced. You can tell that they're just playing around with things. It's almost like when you have a, a big safe and you're slowly, you know, moving the dials back and forth to be able to unlock it. Um, it the thing like, is, is that this means- is happening on national television. So the eyes and the microscopes and the, feedback and the comments are all being hurled that yeah. way but let me let me
2: remind people of something okay ron simmons was the wcw world heavyweight champion before he went to the wwf and when he showed up they just like the viking raiders just like carrying cross put a fucking helmet on him okay
1: mm-hmm.
2: he showed up with a stupid ass helmet on and 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 was was this gladiator idiot for a long time then he became the leader of the nation. Completely different change of character. Yeah. Okay. And that caught on. Then he became a part of the APA and became the damn guy. Now he's in the Hall of Fame. So why I say this, and this is why I've said it before, I know everywhere Karrion Cross has been, he's kind of been the same guy. He's kind of been the same character. I know there's a character out there that even he hasn't considered, and even he may not even currently be open to, that will probably propel him into the superstardom that we all mm-hmm. think he should be. It just isn't this, and it's not his stupid pay-the-toll. It's not his, his, I'm this big beast of a person, whatever. I get why you think that should be you, but it just ain't. And it's just just... I would just pick a gimmick out of a hat, prove you can do it and go. And eventually you will stumble upon the gimmick. That's going to take you to the top of this business, mm-hmm. but this ain't it. And and the stuff you were yeah. trying to force out there, even, and, and there's a lot of these characters, what do you play before he went to WWE? just just, you got to get off that idea because yeah. there's something better out there for you yeah. and you're hurting yourself right now. You really are.
1: So I wanna quickly go over this other thing that has come out of NXT uh takeover, and we talked about it uh, briefly last week, is this kind of mini, and not so many anymore. British invasion that we're getting within NXT. Uh, we had the, uh, UK championship defended, um, on the show, um, where we did crown a, a new champion. Uh, Kaylee Ray came out after, uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez's match and is staking a claim in the women's division there. And now, you know, you know, for, for spoiler alerts, but not really, you know, we're starting to, to seeing more NXT UK talent or just British talent on NXT in general. Now you were not a big fan of this when we talked about it last week. Has anything changed?
2: Um, I didn't want to see Ilya Dragunov win because it's the, the title has now changed hands three times on American soil and it's the UK. Yes.
1: On. And that, that's and exactly like what that. you mentioned as here's far as you what know,
2: here's my problem. A lot of the UK talent was based in, the, in in America anyway. Okay, Danny Birch was already based in America. Fabian Eichner was already based in America. Marcel Bartel was already based in America. Like those are, are talents that are based in America. He, I'll just jump to the to the to the to the punchline here. By this time next year, we won't have an NXT UK to talk about. I think and that's it's going what I away. think
1: that's that's the big thing coming out of it. And I said that, last week they, that this yeah. might happen. Yeah. And
2: I think they're show, they're telling us it's going to happen. Right now, they're telling us. I think Walter's going to be out of the company sooner than later because he doesn't want to move here. Mm-hmm. He's been very open about that. They're not going to have a use for him if there's no more NXT UK. They just trademarked Mustache Mountain. They'll be here within a few months. They're probably already making their arrangements and getting what they need to permanently move to the U.S. Pete Dunn's already here. He's going to have to move his family here if he hasn't already. Like Because you don't need an NXT UK who has really come out of the NXT UK performance center. Like really?
1: No. And I think this, and I was thinking about this recently, as far as even, you know, with the, with the releases and at one point, this global expansion that WWE was looking into doing when they set up the, you know, the UK performance center, when they ventured out to sign talent from India, from China, they had big plans and that fell apart very likely due to COVID and in long-term now, you know, with the way that the landscape is changing globally, you know, you have to really look at having more American talent because you can't share your resources outside of the United States. Um, You you can't set up centers. You can't have staff there. Like it's not possible. And ultimately if WWE is looking to really maximize profits and cut down spending, That's just business 101 is that you start cutting out other ventures that are not being profitable to you. And if there's money that's coming, going outside of the company physically in other countries, you know, you have to re-strategize and and think, how are we then going to still bring in an international audience, but do it stateside?
2: Yeah, and and you're right. COVID changed it. Look, COVID caused the company that I worked for to get sold to another company and me to lose my job. COVID caused the company that I work for now to even need me to come work for them. Like, COVID changed everything. It changed sports. It it, it caused so many things to go under. It ruined things for the XFL, which was on a big high till COVID hit. Like, COVID did change all this stuff, and COVID changed that, too. WWE is realizing to COVID caused the end of the relationship with Full Sail and and WWE, Mm -hmm. which is now over which is just crazy yep. to think like full sale was a big part of, of NXT, the old NXT, as we're getting ready to talk about the new NXT, but COVID it, basically they said, okay, instead of hiring, we're going to hire maybe 10% of the international talent we were going to hire and just bring them here. And, and because we already have this money invested in the performance center it's a loss leader for us. Cause we're using it to develop talent. Why pay to have one in the UK? Why pay to build one in China, build them wherever one? We just pay to move these people here. And that I think is, is, is where we're headed. And if not for COVID, like you said, I don't think any of that would happen. Like, but our lives would be different if it wasn't for COVID. So of course this has all, all gone down thanks to COVID. WWE has to be nimble and has to make the changes they need to make and adjust because of COVID and because of everything else. I, I just, you know, and I know we'll get into the Nick Khan comments and everything in a minute. Um, maybe after a break as I continue to play producer. That's, it, it's just, you have to do the things that you have to do in WWE. And that's just where we are. And it's, it's, there are certain things you can't control, but what you can control is what you do after what you can't control happens. And that's where we are with WWE.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I know how to take a hint. So let's.
2: I didn't mean you had to do it right now. No, no,
1: no, no, no. Well, I feel like it's a good, you know, this is a a good moment to break because we do have a a bit more to talk about, including, you know, Nick's con's comments, some of Greg's observations from NXT uh, and, and much more. So, Greg, let's go ahead and pay some bills.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechesshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com.
2: You know, I uh, didn't have you to do the buzzer during the Babyface Hill podcast, and I kind of wish I had told Rain ahead of time look, there's going to be this countdown. I just need you to do the buzzer, but I didn't.
1: If you legit try to replace me on the show, you might as well do it right.
2: Well, I wasn't trying to replace you to begin with, Patrick O'Dowd. But yeah,
1: uh, yeah. my besties, the new besties. Yeah, maybe he'll show been, up again
2: at some point. Who maybe,
1: knows? maybe one day. Maybe one day. But I'll be representing the new besties for both of us. So, He'll be
2: back next week, actually.
1: Yes, yeah. He should be. Okay, so we've, we've been talking about uh, NXT TakeOver, the changes with NXT, uh, what we are, are noticing from, from TakeOver and how that's going to be impacting uh, NXT in the long run. Um, you know, Greg, I, I do want to jump into, again, very timely was Nick Khan's interview with Ariel Helwani about, you know, his role within WWE, Ariel really pressed him on the releases, on the change with NXT. And, you know, he was very uh, direct about the fact that the company going in a different direction, that how they're evaluating talent is very different than it is in the past. Now, I did think it was interesting how he said there was a lot of, you know, ultimately decisions lie still with one person, and that is the boss man, Vince McMahon, but that there is input and, and information from other people. Um, which does feel to the contrary of what others have reported as far as some people not knowing. I feel like it's a little bit of both, you know, if, Some feedback about someone isn't necessarily positive or in the direction that they want, they're going to take that in consideration, and maybe vice versa. If there's feedback on the potential of someone and growth and ability, they may take that in consideration too. Who knows? But I'm just interested in your thoughts specifically about how he addressed the changes in NXT. Um,
2: so the next two words I'm going to say, people are not going to like.
1: Oh, dang, he's right. Ooh. They do
2: have a ton of independent talent on the main roster. The, the main roster is full of independent wrestlers. It is. And it used to not be. Like, they definitely did go crazy on the independents and sign everybody and, and develop them through NXT and, and do what they did. I said it on Chair Shot Radio, and I used a great example of why they had to make this shift. Anthony Henry is an amazing independent wrestler. Okay? He signed with WWE, and he was wrestling as Asher Hale. Anthony Henry is older than Roman Reigns. He's 36 and his birthday will come before Roman Reigns next birthday. He will turn 37 before Roman Reigns does. He's been wrestling since 2002. Nobody ever heard of him until he got with Evolve and all that, but like, it's just a lot of the great independent talents in their mid mid thirties, the talent that's ready to be there. Like it's they kept picking from the same crop year after year after year after year. It wasn't a new crop until you get to a guy like Carmelo Hayes, who's actually already twenty seven. Like like give him a couple more years, and he would have you know yeah. been too old for them. But so he is right. Like they needed a shift. They got a ton of independent talent who can do these amazing things. Who can do what they do. Now they want to seek from elsewhere. It doesn't mean they're never going to sign independent talent. Like, that's just crazy, this crazy notion that people have. They will sign people. They will bring people in. But they're going to continue to look for the Gable Stephensons of the world and the ex-NFL football players like like Baron Corbin was. Like, by the way, Roman Reigns was. And, and they're going to pull from these different places and bring them into the performance center. I saw a guy post on Facebook, uh, you know, who's going to be an advocate for independent wrestling because he's an, a well-known independent wrestler and one who uh, trains wrestlers on the East Coast. And and someone commented on how they want to bring in all these athletes. And his response was, who are they going to work against if they're not bringing in independent wrestlers? And I wanted to reply with Gargano, Ciampa, Thatcher, Pete Dunne. Now Carmelo Hayes, who just won the breakout tournament, Kyle O'Reilly, Samoa Joe, like all these people who are still in NXT, by the way, like they still have talent to work with. And and it's, it's suddenly people think that there's no independent talent in NXT. Like, that's dumb. That's not true at all. There definitely is still an independent, independent talent in NXT, but they did need a shift like. They, they need the new blood. This isn't where they got all their people from. Like Brock Lesnar came out of college wrestling. Kurt Angle came out of the Olympics. Like they're not trying to find, fu- they're not trying to populate the mid card. They're trying to populate the main event. This is what WWE does. They, they basically, they, they, everybody they bring in is to be a potential main eventer. And if they don't work in the main event, then they fill in, in the mid card and maybe they get another shot later. Like, like a Cesaro did, but they're well, not hiring for the mid card.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's understandable that this is a big change for fans because prior to this, you know, this new model, the big thing was signing the biggest independent talent, you know, out there, you know, having uh, people in the audience knowing that's how, you know, even Drew McIntyre coming back to the company. Uh, But when they signed Kevin Owens and Andrade and Shinsuke, you know, I mean, these were talents that independent wrestling fans knew. And to have them be this mechanism to have them enter the WWE sphere, whereas traditionally, you know, we weren't going to see them just jump onto Raw or SmackDown, you know, NXT was that buffer for them to hone them, introduce them to an audience, have, you know, independent wrestling fans get excited that they're, you know, diving into the world of WWE and then eventually bring them up. Um, That was the big thing. So now they're shifting away to, from a formula that I think really helped NXT grow to, you know, I'll call it a juggernaut. Like, you know, AEW couldn't have had some of the formulas they have. It wasn't for NXT. And I'm not even talking about, you know, uh, Wednesday night awards ish, but just the format that NXT had with, you know, great wrestling and character development and dream matches, you know, like I I think that, even though AEW has built a bit from ring of honor and NWA and all these things, I think there was a lot of things that AEW, I mean, that NXT did first that made it so that, you know, fans could recognize that in AEW and like it. Um, So I do feel and understand why fans are looking at NXT in a different way. And this shift is pretty big. I mean, if anything, this goes back to the original Hulu days when it truly was more of that developmental, you know, having to grow talent which is great in hindsight knowing that we know now knowing that it brought us things like the horsewoman knowing um that it was a stage for the Wyatt family at one time but also you know at at that time we didn't know all of those people were going to blow up and I don't even think WWE knew those people were going to blow up Um, so you then ultimately are asking fans to take a risk and the one thing, and be patient, which again, that's not something wrestling fans are known for to have patience. So it it is a big shift and I am curious, but also a little worried, you know, what is that going to mean for NXT fans? You know, are they going to stick around to watch this new talent or they want some of that security in having established talent? You know, I do agree though, with, you have to homegrown you know you have to build up these new stars and hopefully the same understanding and excitement that fans had knowing what we know now about a lot of people on you know the main roster who went up through nxt they're able to do that again but you're also not going to have those same you know larger nxt stars there the big you know independent signees that you had before because they're they're making it apparent That's not who they're interested in anymore. They want someone who is completely, you know, from scratch that they can build up. Um, And even seeing, you know, a lot of people have have related that to the Florida championship days and, you know, that whole system, which did produce a lot of great talent as well. Um, But. You know in hindsight and it's patience it's the it's the waiting game um and are fans going to be patient enough to stick around and watch NXt for that that I'm not sure
2: you said something very interesting in the names that you all that you listed at the beginning of all that and here's the crazy thing about all those names you listed outside of a select few they're all still there yeah like they just don't need to populate the roster with these people anymore. It's just, and and it is hard. It is different. It is a change. Even back in the FCW days on Hulu, it was largely independent talent with a few non-independent, independent independent talents peppered in. Now it's going to kind of be the opposite of that, but it's a cycle just like WWE has a booking cycle. NXT has its talent cycle. Some of them, sometimes you see the class of people they bring in. They report on WWE.com, and it's one or two indie wrestlers and a whole bunch of athletes. That may never see television. Other times, it, it's, uh, you know, 90% indie wrestlers and a couple of athletes. It just it, You just never know what it's going to be and, and where they're at. But WWE exists on this completely different level. Like, look at everything they did this weekend. Who all was there? The coverage it got. Like, AEW, it, it pulls from the independence. AEW is that company right now. And that's what they should be. And that's what they want to be. And that's what people want them to be. WWE is a multimedia entertainment conglomerate. Yep. AEW entertainment. is a pro wrestling company. Yes, AEW yes. is a pro wrestling company. Like the only people who really believe that AEW is competing with WWE are the AEW fans and the AEW talent staff that let the fans feed into it. I think AEW and their own private meetings, they don't even feel like they're competing with WWE, but they use the narrative because the fans want it and they know their audience they're not growing their audience. They have an opportunity to do so with the talent they're bringing in right now and I hope it works for them. But they know their audience and that if their audience didn't want there to be competition between WWE and AEW, AEW wouldn't push it. No. They just wouldn't. But it's like no. you said earlier, WWE doesn't WWE is going to do what they want to do. And, and the fans are going to like it, and in a lot of ways, they will. I do think the fans will stick around, like you were talking about. Is there a dip in the product? When when all these people left WWE and they hit the Bret Hart era, Bruce Prichard talked about it on the show. They knew they were going to take a hit. They planned for it. If NXT's ratings go down over this, guess what? WWE probably knew it was going to happen and was okay yeah. with it because they're investing in the future stars because Raw and SmackDown are truly more important. Even though NXT got up in won Survivor Series a few years ago, beat Raw and SmackDown, it still always existed to populate the main roster. And as much as I love the promo that Tommaso Ciampa cut when, when I don't even remember who showed up at NXT and he welcomed them to the main roster – it just truly is there to populate the main roster and you've got your stalwarts like Tommaso and Johnny Gargano and the others to, to help bring that along and they'll probably retire and become producers someday for NXT. But it's truly about Ron Smackdown in WWE as it should be. There's just not enough room for a third brand and, and what was becoming a fourth brand and a fifth brand with two Oh five live. Like there just isn't the room for that. And, and COVID probably accelerated what was eventually going to happen, but I think this needed to happen in a lot of ways for the WWE to grow in the way the WWE wants to grow.
1: Uh, to end the show, I, I want to get some of your thoughts on your observations because you uh, in talking uh, about what we were going to talk about tonight mentioned that there was very specific things that you noticed yes. that you knew was a telltale sign of this being a takeover, that's really kind of the the end of an era, um, and mm-hmm. you know possibly teasers for other things that may happen. So, Greg, let's get into Greg's observations.
2: Who knew that this had a name? I didn't know this had a name. I just came um, up with it now. It's Done. brilliant. You're you're amazingly talented person.
1: Because I'm a goddamn professional, Greg.
2: Goddamn professional. You damn right. We're talking about an N X T. Um, That's going to be the name of this show, by the way. I literally wrote it down. You're damn right we're talking NXT because you said it before. So the biggest observation I made about this takeover in regards to other takeovers, and, and you have to remove Ilya Dragunov versus Valter for this because that kind of exists in its own little way. When Raquel Gonzalez wrestled Dakota Kai, guess what didn't happen? No one kicked out of a finisher.
1: Hmm.
2: One, what is it? Chicola bomb, whatever it's called. You can say it better than I can.
1: Chingona.
2: One Chingona bomb. It's over. There you go. Okay? Samoa Joe hit one muscle buster to beat Karrion Cross. One. Kyle O'Reilly locked Adam Cole in a knee bar, and he tapped out, like, right away. Normally, it would have taken, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Or he would have passed out from the pain. And none of that happened. Like it was a completely different type of takeover that we don't normally see from WWE. Normally we have epic finishes to these matches. And here we just had finishes to these matches. And to me, that was a big change and a big shift that I immediately noticed. I was like, okay, this is different. This is not what I'm used to seeing out of NXT. And I was very, very surprised by it. And that was the first thing I walked away and I was just like, okay, this really is about learning how to work. The WWE style and it was kind of it was very basic the finishes to all the matches that take over outside of Dragunov and Volter, were very basic
1: yeah interesting very and and that's very accurate too I think that was the biggest surprise especially in that main event how quickly uh Adam Cole tapped out like that that came very very like just in the formula that we've seen in NXT and even just the program between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, you thought that they were going to go tooth and nail. I mean, this is a three, you know, best out of three falls match, you know, the stipulations, all of it, you thought they were going to go possibly a little longer, a little harder. It was the worst Um, of their matches. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's funny, go back and watch when Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano did the three fall thing with the three different falls, by the way, the same exact stipulations, the traditional match, the street fight, and then the cage match, except that cage match had weapons. It was epic. Everything about it was epic. It was Johnny Gargano who, who, you know, so hard to pin. It was Adam Cole. Like, even every fall of that match, it took one last shot from Adam Cole to pin Kyle O'Reilly during the street fight portion. Like, it just literally made no sense in terms of what we're used to seeing from a takeover. And that, to me, was a telltale sign. Okay, this times really are changing. Mm-hmm. Like it really was, and it was kind of meh, and and that's what, you know, what surprised me. Um, Yeah, the other big observation, small observation I made is that Jessica Carr, SmackDown referee, refereed half the matches on this takeover, and she's not even an NXT referee. And they had to fly her back from Vegas to get it, to make it happen the very next day. Cause she worked matches at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Like
1: yeah. did
2: they get rid of more referees than we realized? I don't know. Uh, or maybe it was a COVID thing. Maybe it was an exposure mm-hmm. and, and contact tracing or, or what is it called now? Close contact. I don't know. Um, but that just really, yeah. Those are the things that struck me as different and noticeable. And you know, it'll be, we'll, we'll see. Obviously NXT, air, NXT aired when we record this, haven't seen it yet, but it's going to be interesting to see where we go in the coming weeks and months based on the spoilers. It's not like it's changing overnight, but I know Tony or Tony Khan, his older brother, Nick Khan said that it was going to be a revamp here in the next few weeks. I don't think it's suddenly going to be all this unknown athletic talent. Like it's not, you know, everybody builds it up, you know, singular comments up to be this mega thing. It's not going to be the shell of its former self like people think, but it's the internet, and they're going to react as if it was, as if it is.
1: I, I will say that something that does seem fairly familiar that the formula, and maybe they'll keep this, and this is a little bit of a spoiler is the confrontations that came out from, you know, with Samoa Joe of all the people who started to challenge him for the NXT championship. That is pretty formulaic for NXT. Yep. Maybe the characters, you know, are not as well known um, and, and you you haven't seen a whole lot of or you're wondering, huh? You know, what are, what are you doing here, LA Knight? But at the same time, that, that's something that NXT has done and has done well and has had been able to produce good matches for that. So maybe they are able to keep things that have worked well and formulas that work well, but the players are going to change. Absolutely. Um, those players are, are going to change. And I think that that's really, you know, the, the big thing is it, it's still – a fantastic way to elevate and bring in new stars to the world of professional wrestling, but primarily the world of WWE. You know, that's, that's the world, as you mentioned, you know, we talk about the framework of professional wrestling, but this is not just professional wrestling. This is world wrestling entertainment. So they are now formulating entertainers and people who can do you know, multiple things outside, just not in the ring, but outside of the ring. But, you know, it is a kind of a somber moment because how NXT grown and developed over, you know, the past five plus years has been something, you know, takeovers were these monumental events that grew and, and started to do their own touring, you know, who knows if we're going to have that again, where we're going to see a takeover in Phoenix or Dallas or Brooklyn or Seattle Uh, you know, um, I mean, like those were big moments and I think fans grew to love those and those matches are legendary. They debuts are be, you know, I mean, uh, some of the best in pro wrestling and we're not going to get that anymore. I I have a feeling we're not going to get those. And it is kind of a a sad end to an era of something that was very magical for wrestling fans. Um, and again it was a w before AEW was aw you know i mean a- nxt has contributed so much to the landscape of professional wrestling and you're right AEW is now taking that on they're signing the big indie talents they're going to do those big debuts and that's you know good on them you know they can leverage what works best for them but i think there's also this acknowledgement of who did it first who did it so well that this whole other company is now leveraging that and taking that and, you know, how special it was for, for fans, you know, takeovers in general were historically have been historically known for being solid shows. You know, I think overall you can count how many times you've seen a WWE pay-per-view and it, blatantly sucked or was terrible i think for a lot of people it was very hard to argue about a takeover not being good maybe there was certain certain matches on there but fairly universally takeovers were were loved um and now with this change you you know wonder i think the matches are still going to be good quality but i don't know if they're going to have that same consensus over it. i just feel like we're moving away from a lot of magical beautiful things that nxt did as a not for full, full company or promotion, but just as a brand that sent shockwaves through the world of professional wrestling and gave us a lot of great moments that as fans, you know, lots of people are, are cherishing and remembering. So uh, let's, let's see. I mean, I wouldn't say RIP NXT because it's not dead. NXT is not dead, though. It, you know, it's just coming up with the glam glam up maybe it's doing it's getting a makeover you know it's cutting its hair and dyeing it it's taking some new clothes it's you know doing something different who know, who knows but I think we are definitely going to be talking more about NXT over the next few weeks even few months you know we may have a completely different conversation about NXT in a few months time when it comes to December Who knows? But all you got to do, well, is just stay tuned to the Hashtag Miranda Show in order to find out. So thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember that the Hashtag Miranda Show is a proud part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can find on TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
2: It took me a second, but I found it.
1: Also, the Hashtag Miranda Show is available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, Google Play. That means you can subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe and get notifications every time a new episode drops. Leave a five-star rating and a review. Let me know your thoughts on the show, topics that I've covered, I haven't covered, ideas, whatever it may be go ahead and leave a review and some thoughts. Uh, Don't forget to support your local independent wrestling promotion. Of course, IZW is happening this Saturday, August 28th in Tempe, Arizona at Sun Studios. Tickets are still available. Um, If you aren't available or live somewhere else, why don't you go see if your local independent wrestling promotion is running a show this weekend. Go there. If you can't, well, follow IZW on social media. Greg, where can they find that?
0: That is at
2: IZW Wrestling AZ, IZW Wrestling
0: AZ,
1: and you can uh, also follow us on social media. Me, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. And you can follow Greg at Chairshot Greg on Insta- Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Same thing with the Chairshot. We are also on social media at Chairshot Media on Instagram. Facebook and Twitter. You can find us all on the socials. Uh, And of course, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, Next week, we are going to be coming back with some IZW and maybe some other fun topics. Who knows where the week is going to take us. Uh, But for now, I'm going to catch up on some sleep uh, and Greg's going to be doing some promoter stuff. So wrestling's great, You guys wrestling is great. We love wrestling. We do, we do. So, uh, for Mar- I'm Miranda Morales. He's Greg DeMarco. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to always keep it soft style.